everybody and welcome to episode number 42 of In My Mug on Monday the 31st of August 2009. My name's Steve Layton and thank you for joining me in has been kind of headquarters if you like because I'm at home. Um, bank holiday weekend and I kind of thought don't really want to go up to the roastery on bank holiday. I mean I've been working because I've been doing lots of stuff on the computer and uh, emailing and things like that but I thought do you know what? I'm going to stop at home. So I hope you don't mind me doing it from here. Um, it's a different change of scenery, if nothing else. So I'm going to dive straight into the comments because uh, I mean, one of the comments that I got was um, about the last time I talked about comments and everything else for much longer than I talked about the coffee. Today, this is a bank holiday special, so pour yourself a big cafetiere because we're going to be here for a while because this is a massive, massive coffee. So. Yeah, but we'll get into these and then we'll get into that. So, Brendy, first again. Come on, somebody beat Bren. Um, basically came up first week in August, got a time machine, if so, can I borrow it? In reference to me talking about going on the uh, Wine Library TV with Gary Vaynerchuk, what I actually meant was the 1st of October. Bren catches me out again. Um, Claude uh, commented on the same day and also what an incredible idea this subscription pack is, uh, loving the coffee he received his first pack, um, really happy because he's overseas and overseas people can buy the In My Mug so don't feel because you're not in the UK you can't have these, you, you can. Um, and he also bought a second pack for um, his uh, brother who lives in London who's Scott, so Scott many happy returns from us, I did promise Claude that I would say that. Um, and basically Claude went on to say he was really enjoying the uh, Rancho that we had on the last one, so good stuff. Dan uh, was watching, actually watching it while he was listening to someone beat Norwich 3-0 at half time and he thought that would get a mention and a smile on my face. Yes it did, but yesterday was a washout. Went to Stoke yesterday to watch Sunderland, which is my local game, it's like 10-15 miles away and we lost 1-0 and I was very, very disappointed in a fell mood all of yesterday. So, nice one, nice one, Dan. Um, oh, Dan also commented that he liked the links that I put above and I will try and do that again this year. Uh, David Dunlop, who was the one who mentioned about the green that we talked about in the comments, uh, was very pleased he'd sneaked on board for it, so good, good stuff. And Emil uh, got his first pack and really enjoyed it. And Emil is from Sweden as well, so again, overseas. Um, we're getting more and more people subscribing up, which is awesome. And this week has been crazy. And again, we'll get to why that's happening. Uh, Chris Rushbrook said, uh, very sweet indeed. Went down very well. Went, went down very well with his wife, who can normally only drink syrupy lattes, but enjoyed a sip of this with no milk. Converting her. Well done, mate. Well done. Um, and he's looking forward to uh, next week's uh, uh, two, and oh yeah, because of this being a very special one. And also looking forward to Gary V in October. Come on, can he do it? Way! I think that's a hit anyway. So, um, going to talk about my mug, which is uh, where is my mug gone? Bear with me while I go and fetch my mug. Uh, Disappointed from yesterday's result, but getting one of my Sunderland mugs, which is one of my home collection. So uh, yeah, gonna be using this one today. But it's kind of a little bit different day, because I'm also gonna be using these two, which are has-been ones. And I'll tell you more later. Okay. Um, yeah, just show you my apparel. Kind of my Force India T-shirt is on in honour of Fizzy Keller coming uh, second in the Grand Prix on Sunday, so 
yeah, showing my uh, my love. So I don't know what it is, Force India, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for them, and uh, yeah, hence the top. So yeah, Fizzy Keller, well done. Um, right, coffee we're going to talk about today is called Costa Rican La Candela Tarazu El Comado Lot. Coming up. Now this is a very, very special lot, and the reason why I was making such a big song and dance about it last week, that this is 100% geisha lot, and I am going to pop a link below, talking about kind of geisha and, and, and the varietal and explaining it a little bit, but before that I want to explain to you a little bit about my problems with geisha. Geisha first came around around about five years ago in Panama, and in Panama they um, had this very special lot which is called La Hacienda La Esmeralda, uh, you may remember we talked about it a little bit in one of the earlier in my mugs. Well, Hacienda La Esmeralda produces an amazing cup from this, uh, this geisha, which is the varietal. Um, but it worried me a little bit because Esmeralda has some very special conditions. It has an amazing elevation, you know, and we talk about altitude a lot in these, and it kind of, it's, it's very good elevation. And the message that it sends out to farmers is that everybody's going to get paid these massive prices for, for, for geisha coffee and that's not necessarily so um, because you need the right climate, you need the right altitude, you need the right soil types, you need so many things to be right for you, you can't just plan something and expect a huge price. So when this first one hit my desk I panicked because I'm like I'm not going to like this and I looked at the price and my eyes nearly fell out. Um, I mean to tell you subscribers how much this is going to cost, this is 18 pounds for a 250 gram bag that's expensive. But, you know, kind of went, well, that's what we've got, you know, that, that's what it, let's try it. Cupped it blind, fell in love with it, really liked it. Um, so, what I'm going to do first of all is I'm just going to grind a little bit up in my little hand grinder here. See, you don't have all the mod comp facilities that we have at the roastery. You know, when it comes to home, I'm the same as you guys that I have, you know, I mean, I've got some good equipment, but it all costs, and you know, it's uh, it's it's tough. So I use this, which is a Harry O uh, skeletal grower, which Aaron Blanco very kindly gave me, who's a, a friend of mine in the US, and um, I love it for when I'm travelling and things. Just seemed a good idea to get this out because I didn't want to mess with the espresso grinder. So snotter in the bowl. Well, straight off the bat in the coffee, you get it smells kind of really kind of lots of acidity and that seems a strange thing to say, hey do you smell acidity, but you do get this lime coming through and the lemon, which I know is going to come in the cup. When I was smelling it on the cupping table we had a whole heap of coffees on there uh, and when I got to this one I was just like, whoa, that's different. And you'll smell it, it's incredibly aromatic, very aromatic. Um, get a little bit of floral in there as well, a little bit of kind of perfume of a flower, maybe, I mean, maybe even coffee blossom, which is something that you find a lot, funnily enough, in coffee, but a little bit of a coffee blossom on it, very interesting. So, what I'm going to do is, you see, even at home, scales are important. I'm going to weigh out some coffee, I'm going to get the machine prepped up, I'm going to dial in the grinder, and I'm going to come back. What I'm going to brew today is I'm going to brew... Um, just in case you can't see it on camera, I'm going to brew a Chemex, I'm going to make an espresso, and I'm also going to make a cappuccino as well. Um, I haven't tried, I've tried this brewed, uh, in fact I've drunk nothing but this all weekend brewed. 
I've also tried it on the cupping table, but I haven't tried it in this beast. So really, this is kind of where I'll decide whether I think it's good for espresso or not. So listen, bear with me for, well, you're not gonna know how long, but it's gonna take me a few minutes and then we'll be all ready to go. And hopefully I'll have some shots on the, uh, on the flip cam to be able to show you the brewing and stuff. So be back in a minute. Welcome back. Okay, so onto the coffee. <laughs> I love hand grinders. I was sweating as it was because uh, if you can hear a little bit of a whirring in the background, not this grinder, but a little whirring. That's my Sunday dinner cooking. So we've uh, got duck today. No, we haven't had duck for a long time. So yes, the coffee. I hope you can hear me over this. The coffee is called La Candela uh, Tanazu. 100% uh, geisha, and it's uh, called the El Pumaldo lot, um, which is just a, the, 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 the lot name that they've given this coffee. It's fully washed, sun-dried, and um, is grown at an altitude of 1,750 metres above sea level, which as we've talked about before, <laughs> Oh dear, there we go. It's some pretty serious high altitude. So, um, and this this lot is a 20 bag lot, uh, of which 10 bags went to uh, Japan, and 10 bags came to the UK. We've currently been guaranteed two bags, with the potential to have another three, uh, depending on how it sells. Oh, this is hard work. Um, so yeah, we, we're a bit, it's very expensive coffee, so I'm very kind of worried to commit too much to it at the moment. So let me just wipe the kettle on as well. well let's see if we can add a bit more background noise to this one. So the farm, um, as I talked about the altitude, sorry, just going back to that. This is grown on the very, very tip of the farm. And one of the things about Geisha is it really, really loves altitude. Um, I mean, this is fairly anecdotal because I haven't tried, tasted lots of Geisha. Um, but really kind of talking to other people, listening to what other people have to say, um, and some very limited taste and experiences. The higher the altitude, the better the coffee seems to be. <laughs> this is going to stop soon. Um, okay, the farm is owned by Raphael and Lucia Sanchez, and I'm just going to pop a picture of them on the screen now, um, just so you can see them. And uh, this is them with a group of the farmers, um, a group of farm, group of the workers from the farm and family and, and all of those things. So, yeah, good photo show. Well, hey, we're there, just as the kettle starts to kick in. Okay, so what I've done is I weighed out um, 35 grams of coffee, and I'm basically going to add that to uh, 500 mils of water. My ratios again, I haven't really played lots with this, but at the moment this is when I'm thinking it's best brewed. So. That's where we are with it. Uh, with the espresso, we're going to uh, we're going to do a, a 16 gram double shot. Uh, so I'm going to do a single shot into each for the milk, for the espresso, and for the cappuccino. Um, going to try and pull that shot around about 25 seconds. Again, I found that that's where it's um, you know that's always the place where I start when I'm kind of work, trying an espresso for the first time. Uh, at 24, 20, 25 seconds. It may be that I change that later, and if I do, I'll promise to put something in the comments on in my mug uh, about that I've changed that dose or, or changed that extraction time, but it's pretty much where we want to be. So, um, 
this coffee hit the table and I was a bit surprised. I mean, first of all, shocked by the price. It's just, it's out the park expensive. Without a doubt, it's right up there with Jamaican Blue Mountain pricing. It's right up there with uh, a number one cup of excellence pricing. In fact, even more so than a number one cup of excellence pricing. It's expensive coffee. Um, and I always knew that was going to happen with Geisha because it, it, it was like a groundswell. Everybody started ripping out plant stock and planting this stuff. It takes four years for it to really give any notice, you know, decent harvest. Um, so you're basically taking production, an area of production out for kind of four years where it's earning nothing to plant new plant stock. And it really worries me that we're going to see some absolutely awful geishas and if you go and read my blog post below this go into much more detail about my concerns um, it, it, it's worrying it's worrying so when this hit the table I wasn't expecting great things add to that it's from Tarazoo so I'm just warming and washing the paper um, I haven't tasted any good coffee from Tarazoo for four or five years uh, on the whole Tarazoo coffees tend to be quite disappointing there are some exceptions I mean, I mean that's a, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit there. Sorry, bear with me with your back to the, the camera. I am over-exaggerating a little bit there because I have, have there has been some good ones, but they're few and far between. Um, so, Geisha, number one worry. I'll just get this going and then zero it off. Yeah, Geisha, number one worry. Terrazoo, my, my next worry. And I didn't hold a great deal of hope for this coffee. Um, just let that run through and add a little more in a second. So there's a lot going riding against this coffee. Um, should we just have a quick... Uh... <laughs> I should have been prepared with this one too. Just have a quick flick cam of this, uh, this pouring. So excuse the mess of my kitchen while I do this, but there we go. So you can just see that brewing through there. And we just time to add a little bit more water so we can get this. 500. The one thing, actually somebody, while I'm showing the Chemex one, somebody the other day asked me why I like the Chemex so much, and one, I think it's, oh that's not bad is it, 501. <laughs> um, one, I think that it's, it's a really great brewing method because it's, it's quick, it's clean, it's easy, it's very simple to do in the home, it's very simple to get your brewing parameters right on it, by no means is it perfect, but it's just an alternative and for, compared to the French press, I actually, I, I do prefer stuff from the Chemex and I do the French press. Um, I don't know, just, just a little bit weird. So, um, where was I? What was I talking about? So I was talking about Geisha, I'm sure, and Tarazoo not, not liking it. Blind table, load of coffees on the table. This jumped out and punched me in the face. For me, this is my coffee highlight so far of this year. And there have been a few coffee highlights. And at the end of the year, when we, we do our roundup of our top 10 coffees, this is going to be right in there because this is a stunning cup. It really, really is something quite special. Um, so we're just waiting for that to drain through. Got probably a couple more minutes to go on that one. Um, so, we've done snodging the bowl. I'm going to get the espresso ready. Um, so. Now normally when I wash out the porter filter, I'd like to give it a bit of a wipe out. Look like the best prepared man that I am, I haven't got anything to wipe out. So I'm just going to have to go with it. Um, let's get the back onto the cam. So we're on the camera now, I'm just going to press that. Now, 
The Mazda, this is the Mazda Mini U, and it's one of the, the dosaless ones, as you can see. And I like it, but the big problem for me with it is it doesn't, it all sits here and clogs up, and there we go. So, but I've got this set up. Okay, just going to take your flip camera set and bring you back onto the camera. So, where is my tamper? Basically, a lot of the reasons well why I've just flushed it out before is that um, the Spatio RES one, love it to bits, but it can tend to get a little bit hot if it's been standing. So that little bit of a flush beforehand is much better. Now, just as I expect it to be a pig, it starts to choke a little bit, but I think we might just about get away with it. So that's pouring quite nicely now it's got going. So time to get some milk ready. Whee. So my jugs are nice and warm, my milk nice and fresh, just, just stay at the fridge literally. That's our shot pulled. Nobody, nobody pick on me for my milk technique please. I try my very best, but I ain't no barista. Okay, there we go. Look, I would always wipe that steam wand off normally and I would normally go and find a cloth, but when you're filming, it's not the best time to go and do that. So I would give this a good clean afterwards. In fact, let me just give it a bit of a purge now to make sure nothing's sitting in there. So, espresso is pulled. I'm just going to pour this and then we're going to go straight into the espresso and. Uh, I find it's best if you pour with the hand that you're used to pouring with as well. So that's a little bit of a splodge there. So we'll put that to one side and we'll go into the espresso. It smells nothing like I know it tastes. It smells really meaty and as if it's got a big body, but I have not found a coffee that is less meaty and less big body than this one. So I'm a bit confused. Ah, here we go, that's what I'm expecting more of. It's very bright, um, very bright indeed, and almost quite tart. Um, but that's nice. <laughs> I quite like it being bright and I quite like it being tart. So This is going to taste wonderful in milk. As I'm about to find out. Can't look at the art, or lack of art. So let me uh, let me dive into this. Cuts through the milk very well. You get that lovely bright acidity coming through. Very floral um, that we got in the aroma. So I'm not surprised that we get floral in there. Um, so let's dive in. To the cup. Yeah, I mean floral again, and you get the floral on the on the, on the actual cup aroma. This is it, it is big flowers. Um, okay, front end it's crisp. It is really crisp. You actually taste it. It's almost like starch, and it's just uh, very very crisp. Then you get the floral. 
that we're smelling on the aroma, we're smelling on the dry grounds, the wet grounds, we're smelling on the, on the actual cup itself. A little bit of molasses. Now, you, a couple of people have asked me about molasses because I've used it a few times as a descriptor. And the molasses is like, it's like a grape, but it's like a, a sour grape. It's like a wine-like grape. Um, so I guess a little bit whiny as well, maybe, 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 maybe not. Um, incredibly clean, I mean, big time clean. And the lemon, and there's lime that just zings through. It is just so transparent. I mean, really, 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 really transparent. Um, 18 quid a bag, it's not cheap. Everyone that we've sent out on the subscriptions, we've lost money on. on, the, on the, not just this, but on the whole subscription, we will have lost money because it's such an expensive coffee. But I desperately wanted to share it with you because I think it's an amazing coffee. I think it shows people what coffee can be. And anybody that tells me that all coffee's the same, I'm gonna give them a cup of this and try and get them to tell me it's not. Now, I don't know if it's luck that a good geisha is the first one to hit our table. I'm, thinking it's probably because our importers do such a good job that they wouldn't let a dodgy one come through, or at least I'd like to think so. But it's an amazing, amazing cup, and I, you know, if this is what Geisha can do, then I hope people plant it, but plant it in the right places and the right parts where it's gonna flourish and it's gonna be so much more. Um, a great cup. I want you to try it. If you're not a subscriber and you've not got a chance, you know, you're kind of looking at it here and you can't try it, I'm gonna pop a voucher code up below. Now, a little bit different to normal because this is such an expensive coffee. It's gonna be a three pound off a bag of this one. So it's gonna be 15 pounds. We're really cutting our margins to be able to do that, but I'm desperate for people to really try this and see how great coffee can be. So it's gonna give you three pounds off. The other thing is, as well, I'm going to give you four weeks, whereas normally I give you two. I know because this is an expensive coffee, some people need to wait till payday, um, uh, you know, or need to wait until certain things are paid and cleared and whatever. So this gives you four weeks to be able to, to get some money together to try it. And it is, for me, one of the best coffee experiences I've had. I'm so, so pleased that we've got it. So, so excited that I can share it. Um, and I would really like you to try it. So please do take us up on that voucher. Um, next week's one I think is going to be a little bit different because next week I'm actually off on a, a, a kind of mini holiday, which I haven't had a holiday for a long time. And my wife Sarah's had one for even less, but I'm going on my own because she's going to run things while I'm away, bless her. Um, but I'm going to Scotland for the week. Well, for the week, I'm going Wednesday to Sunday uh, on a distillery tour because I really like my malt whiskies as well as my coffee. Um, so I'm probably going to have to do one from, from the hotel or something, otherwise I'm not going to get it recorded when I get back on, the, uh, on Monday, because Monday is just going to be horrendous, trying to catch up from having five days away. Um, so yeah, next week's going to be a little bit different. May you even get somebody involved on it? I'll have to ask him first though, who's coming on the trip. Might be kind of quite good. Um, so yeah. Thank you ever so much for joining me again. Sorry that this one's a little bit longer, but one, it's a bank holiday, and two, it's a coffee that needs a tiny bit more attention than the others. Um, I do hope that you try it, and I hope that if you're on the subscription, you have tried it. And if you have tried it, please, please, please leave a comment below, or leave a comment on the, on the, um, the, the reviews on the website, which I'll pop below, and it's the reviews tab that you need to click on the site. I would really, really love you to uh, leave a comment about this coffee and just tell people what you think about it I, I, I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do I, if, if, fingers crossed
And one bit of feedback that I got this week was um, not to say the thing that I say at the end. So I'm not going to say it this time, but if you think I should, then email me and let me know. Uh, but if you're happy that it's gone, then it's gone. Listen, thanks very much for joining me and I look forward to talking to you really soon.